Father Productions presents Inclusion We Digress. The best era of your life will never get back. Hello, and welcome back to this episode of In Conclusion We Digress. Thank you guys so much for coming back. As always, happy to be with you guys. And joining me, as always, are the guys. Starting tonight with Tommy, who's coming to us from Brewster. So, Tommy, what's going on with you, man? I'm actually on Long Island. Oh, Long Island. Oh, right. a fake out. <laughs> Howdy, neighbors. So you admit it's on Long Island. <laughs> Got, Got him. him. Check <laughs> in, mate, son of a bitch. All right. Now I'm checking with Pat because I have nothing to say. No, I'm good. I haven't been on in a while. I've been busy. Um, I still am. I'm, like, shot right now. But I'm hyped to talk about some basketball. Well, hope you're enjoying your stay on Long Island while you're there. Heading over to uh, Patricio now, the aforementioned Pat. So, Pat, what's going on with you coming from the East Side? Um, it's going. I was in the office today, and uh, I was super productive. And uh, really, really invigorated the rest of my day. Love um, that. So, yeah, clearly I'm riding high. Good to see that you're getting back to some kind of normalcy, Pat. Happy for you. Let's go to the guy across the hall from Pat, Michael. So, Mike, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, what, we're recording this on Tuesday. Yesterday was Labor Day. It was like the first vacation in a while. Mm-hmm. I was kind of weird. I checked my work phone like five times to make sure that I actually had off of work. <laughs> but I am super hyped for this uh, four-day week that we are having right now. Don't worry. It'll be just as stressful as a normal week, but somehow just Condense into four days. Correct. Uh, all my Monday meetings were like, so we can do Tuesday, right? I'm like, no, we cannot do Tuesday, right? but it'll somehow still feel like five days oh yeah of course last but not least we have kyle coming from long island tonight so kyle what's going on out there uh you know same old i guess uh, i'll speak from a a sports perspective because since we've last recorded um i have watched my very world fall apart and then had everything taken away from me and then all of a sudden Messi didn't leave and then everton signed everybody that i love and now the yankees are terrible so it's 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 Mm -hmm. It's been a lot. I'm emotionally not doing well. Ambivalent towards the, yeah. 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 It's, it's, we're approaching console territory, just so everyone's aware. (laughs) The old roller coaster. You can't use that word. Only we can use that word. (laughs) Will you lend me the word, please? (laughs) Are we culturally culturally appropriating Mets fans now? Oh, God. Please. Why would you you want to be like us? Uh, We don't because we're better. Moving on. All I know is the sun is shining. It's a warm 75 degrees and not a cloud yeah. of sky in Consolana. It's beautiful. In my mind, the dawn Consolana. <laughs> Come on and join us. <laughs> it's a good segue. We are going to talk about sports tonight. I think it's been a couple of weeks since we last had a sports episode, so have a lot to update everyone on. Obviously, all four sports are now fully fledged back into their season with the exception of football, which starts two days from now. We're recording, like Mike said, on Tuesday the 8th. NFL kicks off this Thursday the 10th, so moving on in the right direction where we're going to have all four major sports playing at the same time, which will be really exciting. But today I figured we'd start with a sport that's been really topical in our group, and that's hockey, because our beloved New York Islanders were able to win Game 7 against the Philadelphia Flyers and advanced to the Eastern Conference Final for the first time in our lifetime, in 27 years. So really exciting times in hockey. They're part of the Final Four, so it's the Islanders playing the Tampa Bay Lightning now, and then the Vegas Golden Knights are playing the Dallas Stars in the West. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I think to revisit everyone's picks uh, to win the Stanley Cup, I do believe we had quite a few Capitals picked who the Islanders did beat resoundingly. Mm -hmm. And then Patrick picked the Avalanche who, uh, I'm Hard not sure fought. if they fought to the death, but uh, Dallas did seem to really either own them or get owned. It was game so, seven. They, they lost in overtime. I wasn't sure it was six or seven. Oh, okay. So it was quite possibly the most – I guess climactic moment of the series is when you're in overtime in a game seven, whoever scores first advances and whoever loses uh, is packing. but a little bit. So actually a little bit of a two-sided coin in the bubble though, at least you get to see your families and, and whatnot. So that might be a little bit of the, uh, the bait at the end of the, the losing train. Not that people are intentionally trying to lose, but of course, um, you know, it's been, it's been months at this point. I think it started first day of August. So yeah, it's been officially been over a month. So uh stressful times but i'm happy for my team even though we're not going to talk about that game one um, i was going to say no 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 that box is open because i lived put through it in the box. Two as well box. i lived through day two as well it's unpleasant box. but guess what it can only get better from there that's what i'm going to say about it <laughs> game two nine to two 17 to one <laughs> fuck it got worse I mean, you guys only have to play one game. Like, we have a whole, like, three yeah, to That's why mine games. was so much worse than yours. We have, oh, in all likelihood, three to four more games remaining in our season. But you win all the time. It's like, <laughs> yes, I know we, they win all the time, but they've not been particularly fantastic in the last 12, 24 months, and that's, quite frankly, not good enough. I'm sorry. We haven't been particularly fantastic in the last 27 fucking yeah. years. So <laughs> <laughs> That's the standard, though. You know what I mean? You were playing to a standard for a while there now, and now they're playing above that standard because the organization has made the right choices and brought in the right leadership and the right players. So regardless of that result, and regardless, quite frankly, of the result of this season, the Islanders have nothing but optimism in their future. And I don't see a way to spin that in, in any other way, even as someone who's a casual hockey fan. Uh, we've also, we forgot to check in on uh, Tom's Yotes, by the way. We can't forget about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Yotes got their uh, team kicked in. Wait, oh. can we search what Tom actually said as part of this bet? Because I'm hearing – Please don't. I, I heard He's a couple different things. He's got to get a robo-yote on his tat. I think ass. you have no, to No, I know it. which episode it was, too, so it's fine. We'll f I'll, do some, I'll do some looking. We'll have to go back into the archives and then and see what Tom said. Mm -hmm. but as long as we didn't – myself some time, I guess. As long as we didn't put it in the box. I agree with Kyle, though. Tom has to get a robo-yote on his taint or whatever. Which ass. Taint? I did not say taint. Do not say taint. Do, uh, don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. That's well, next level if he, shit. If he wants it there, I think we should allow it. I don't think anyone should get anything you know, tattooed I, on their grundle. As tempting as it may sound, I think I'm going to have to pass on that one. A lot of nerve endings. Wait, yeah. were, you guys, were you guys present for the discussion when one of our mutual friends in college uh, pierced her boyfriend's taint? Wait, I don't remember. I, I, I personally do not. Ha! The grundle. Ha. Grundle, I mean, it's they, call it, they call it a grundle punch. Getting back to hockey. Yeah, so, back to hockey and away from grundle punching. Yes. So, to Kyle's point, yes, the Islanders played game one last night. They lost 8-2. to two. It was just a utter fast-walking, for back, yeah. lack of a better phrase. Yeah, that's um, but I will say this, to be fair to the Islanders, they just flew basically the equivalent of New York to California and then had to play the next day while yeah. the Lightning had off a week. So there's absolutely no excuses. There's, there's no, no excuses. excuses. There's no excuses. But I'm saying well, I kind of expected that they'd come out a little flatter game one because so, of 
I think it was more of an emotional thing than it was a physical thing. They so the Lightning just got back like past a relatively easy series against the Bruins in five yeah. games. We just you know had a very hard fought series against the the Flyers. It took seven games, an emotional high. Like your their emotions were at an all time not all time but um, relative high at that point. Um, yeah. So when you your body compensates for it in the, in, in the long run, so that there's a crash that comes after that. Um, I guess maybe, I mean, there's evidence that some teams, you know, keep it going, but it, it doesn't not make sense that, you know, they came out a little flat and I think getting used to their new environment, it might do them a, hopefully a little bit of good. Uh, one can only hope, but mm-hmm. I don't Next know. Tomorrow? Not, I'm not saying there's an excuse, but oh. like, I, but I'm not surprised that it happened and maybe they needed it to happen. They haven't gotten their ass kicked all playoffs. Every game that they've played in has been a one goal. Even their losses, every loss has been a one goal game. They gave up less goals in the Panthers series and the Capitals series than they gave up last night. Mm-hmm. Like total, they gave up like seven in each series and then they gave up eight last night. Well, but the one thing I'll say, it doesn't matter if they won two to one or eight to two. It's nope. a w. Game. And sometimes those like huge blowout losses from a perspective or like, Oh, that was a one-off. Like it's sometimes it's tougher to lose like those three overtime games that we lost to the flyers. Oh, I was, I was throwing shit at my yeah. television. Especially, I know <laughs> yeah. I know. I almost, I, yeah, Mike I threw, threw a goddamn roll up of, of paper towel at the wall. And okay. Instead of hitting the fucking wall, hit the one object on that side of the room, which was our lamp and dented the shade. <laughs> you mean, do you absolutely Mike to have good aim. Like we, we know. No, that, I don't expect Mike to be so. athletic in one any way say, other than grappling. One could say he was throwing shade. Let me put on my Ray-Bans. <laughs> reading, reading is fundamental. Um, so here's, here's my question for, for the Islanders fans is, <clears throat> as a, a fan of a different sport and someone who played goaltender, um, you, clearly there was some issues with Verlama over the end of that series. And looking at the way that things went last night, I don't think you can fault Grice. And I think at the end of the day, if you do the math, Varlamov gave up more goals. So granted, he was, he was also in, in, much, he was in for much longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you think that there is a debate as to which goaltender you go to in game two because of what happened last night? Or do you still there is like, live with what, you, the, you know, what happened in the previous series? I think there absolutely is a debate. Um, I think you have to go with the guy who's been – better and has been your guy the long term i think you probably put varlamov back in um but i think you know you keep on a really both. short leash i think you have to uh, it has to be one of those things where you gotta pick your guy and, and stick with him obviously unless he gives up like five goals in the first period in that, in that case um but you, you have to show a little bit of confidence in one person because just flipping back and forth like that especially when they're not playing well is gonna i think is gonna be detrimental for the team's confidence yeah, and also, like, I mean, Varlamov did get a lot of looks at a spot-on Tampa Bay team. Mm-hmm. Like, we talked about this. They didn't miss the net. Like, they literally did not miss the net for 58 and a half minutes. Incredible. Which is Incredible. insane. It's unheard of. Um, so, that is a huge deal. Like, Varlamov had the toughest possible outing he could have. And so, like we said previously, it's only – but. It was just everything was clicking on, on, on all cylinders. No matter who was in that, though, they were, he was going to get lit up. It doesn't matter. Who well, that's, yeah, that's, I guess that's, that's more what I'm getting at. And like the, 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 the six guys, the, the six defensemen in front of him, obviously the forwards too. The, I will say the five skaters on the ice need to be better. Uh, you can't always, you know, blame yeah. the goalie. The defenseman well, I, did not show. I guess, well. too, like 
when you when you look back at the previous series in terms of the you know the quality of the games that each keeper played, I mean, Grice's last game, well, not his last game in that series, but because he did play game seven, but in game five was it where he just absolutely stood on his head that game entire game, mm-hmm. game four, and then in the you know the subsequent game when Varlamov was, they were shooting thirty three percent in the first period. Yeah, that game wasn't great. Oh, uh, I mean, game, do you, game I, so five I guess was like, close. Game is it more of a like a quality of looks thing that do you think the looks were better, or do you think that he was just so far off? I, th- I think it's both. I mean, it's got to be both because uh, the way I put it, and we discussed this, you know, privately, um, the saves weren't easy. Uh, they were not easy saves by any yeah. stretch of the imagination. They, but, but even though we had a lot more shots in general, the Flyers did get a lot of good looks. However, the here's the rub of it. You need a goalie to make those great saves. Um, not every time, but sometime or most of the time. He made zero of those saves in that game, which is why I was a little upset at the time. But he's a lot – and I think this – a lot of the reporters and um, personnel around the team have been saying Varlamov's a little bit more of a, an emotional, more up-and-down type goalie. Grice is kind of just stonewalled the entire time. Um, so maybe it's maybe there's a component of that where you know he's not gonna and this is just you know human nature you're not gonna be elite all the time in every single game, um, so I think it's you gotta factor that into it as well. So going forward, you know, in light of that, I know we had talked a lot about this. This is gonna be a six game series, and I, you know, was reading a little bit about that today. And a lot of the people still think it's gonna go six games, um, but you know, most people are choosing Lightning, obviously, for mm-hmm. you know statistical reasons and, and whatnot. Um, do you think it'll go six um, or do you need, do you want to wait to see maybe even the first period tomorrow night to kind of see how it really is going to shake out? Yeah. I mean, we have to see how it goes. I mean, I, I still think it's, it'll probably go five or maybe six. Um, I think at the end of the day, I'm saying this as a, honestly, I think we're probably a little bit outclassed, but I think we will bounce back and um, win a game or two. And I, I hope I'm wrong, but that's just my honest opinion. Yes. Danny, Dan, you were going to say something. No, I was just gonna, I, I agree. I think it's probably going to be five or six games. Um, you know, no team goes on a championship run without facing some adversity. And obviously, mm-hmm. you get to the next level, the stakes are higher, the teams are better. Like, they're on a hot streak right now. The Lightning have been you know, great pretty much the entire um, playoffs throughout the bubble. Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of agree with Pat, though. I think, you know, they have so many weapons they can throw at you offensively, meaning the Lightning. I mean, the Islanders have been so good defensively, so I, I – think that they will have a bounce back and they will probably win at least a couple of games but to win four is a tall order yeah yeah um so i guess then sort of shifting focus to the other series because there is in fact another series going on in the nhl um in in your opinions as as much more hardcore hockey fans than me who do you see coming out of that dallas yeah just because of the way they're playing i see a little bit more a month ago there was going to be a Vegas Dallas Western Conference final. I'd be like, Vegas is going to smoke the shit out of Dallas. But just the way I mean, Dallas is playing, um, I don't know. Every, every just, everything seems to be clicking. The, the passing is unbelievable. Like the playmaking is unbelievable. And in, in all fairness, Vegas is struggling to score a little bit right now. I think they will figure that out. I mean, Dallas only got one goal. Let's 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 carry. Uh, let's let's hold up. A little bit. The game was one nothing. It was still a very close game. Um, defensively, you know, kind of like the boring Islanders brand of hockey that they're, they've been talking about lately, which I disagree with. I think, I don't know, Vegas has just a, a, a very good core, and I think if they stick with – so Flurry played the last game. 
he played very well. I think if they go with Leonard and net this, uh, this time, I think Leonard's an inspirational presence. I think he, um, you know, what he's, what he's battled uh, off the ice. I, I think players, you know, and this is nothing against Fleury. Fleury's been an excellent goaltender for many years, even though he was a, he was a rival. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to remove myself from the bias of having Leonard's our goaltender as a, an Islanders fan last year. But um, I just think like, I, I, I like have so much respect and, and, and love for him, even though he only played for our team for one year. I follow him on Twitter. has a bunch of great tweets. Uh, I recommend it. And uh, it's good to see people get on the right path, you know, after struggling with not just uh, alcoholism, but also bipolar disorder, things like that. Um, well, now give him a chance. He's a lot like, he has a lot to thank the organization for. They took a chance on him and, you know, he wanted Jennings with them, and that really revitalized his career. And from the he was always of, good. He just yeah. he was never the level that. that he was last year, though. Yeah, he was never as good. No, I I I agree. And as good as he's been, like he's been very, uh, he's been very good, and he could be a huge part of say Vegas goes on to, you know, really, you know, make a run for this cup in the next round. Like he's a big part of that. that what's happening, and mm-hmm. he's going to earn himself a nice contract wherever he ends up. I mean, I, as much as it pains me, but I've heard a lot of rumblings that, that Toronto could be a landing spot for him. And, you know, I mean, I wish him well, but if he goes to Toronto, I, I hope we light him up every time we see him. I think all of us here sending positive vibes, hoping that the Islanders can, you know, pull out a surprise victory in the series and get to the cup final. That'd be absolutely unbelievable, but we'll see what happens. So moving on now, we also have the NBA playoffs going on at the same time, and they're now in the final eight. So I think as it stands now, right now, uh, Rockets and Lakers series is tied 1-1. Clippers and Nuggets, uh, that series is uh, 2-1 in favor of the Clippers. Uh, Celtics and Raptors, Boston's up 3-2, and Heat and Bucks. Heat actually just got their first loss of the playoffs, uh, was it yesterday? So now that series is 3-1. Uh, And it's halftime right now, and I believe it might actually be back already. Uh, Yes, it is 5.06 left in the third. Heat are up by seven, 63 to 56. So I I think first thing to talk about, kind of the surprise so far, is Miami just absolutely, for lack of a better term, bitch slapping the Bucks so far, who are the one seed in the East, and many expected would win the East and go to the final. So what do we think has gone wrong with Milwaukee? Giannis being hurt he's been hurt the whole series but I you know I think it's it's really hard to play that well when your best player is hurt and or battling an injury and someone who is just so good that he I don't want to say that he takes opportunity away from other players but he's not in the mold of like let's say a LeBron James or a Steve Nash or somebody who is capable of distributing the ball at such a high level Mm-hmm. When Giannis gets the ball, Giannis is going to score or Giannis is going to shoot. Giannis is not passing the ball the large majority of the time. So I think that they're having to learn how to play a different kind of basketball with still you know, a vastly talented roster. But it's hard to really have to pivot that quickly when you've always been able to lean on Giannis because he's, very, he's you know, normally very healthy. Um, I, I don't know if I agree with you necessarily on the, the passing thing. Isn't Giannis in, you know, a very capable assist guy? And that's the average four five. assists a game this year. I thought he was closer His to seven. Averages like five plus, which isn't bad. Yeah, he, yeah it, but what I'm saying is it's not like he's not a distributor. <clears throat> so like 
and he's scoring 33 a game. So he's getting the ball a lot and he's putting up a lot of shots. And now they're having to look for another guy to put up a shot at the right time. Granted, Chris Middleton is a good basketball player, but he is not Giannis. And the issue is that they really only have, you can say whatever the fuck you want about Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe. They have one superstar. I was oh, say, Lopez is pretty I, I would think that, uh, you know, Bledsoe would have to step up as the point guard, the general of the floor. I agree. But he, he's been so, meh. Like, he's had one or two good games, but, you know, he's not mm-hmm. really been dependable and consistent. He doesn't have to be because Giannis just bails him out every game. So now – Well, that's what I'm saying. Now yeah. they don't have Giannis. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's you, can, the issue. you can argue Middleton stepped up and uh, he stepped four. up last night. I mean, Jimmy Butler's also been a, an ice man on the floor. Yeah, Jimmy Butler, saying, you need to tip your cap to the Heat. You need Jimmy to. Butler is elite. Goran Dragic is 85 years old and still playing basketball mm-hmm. somehow. Um, Jay Crowder's doing really well. Tyler oh, Ty- Hero's killing Tyler him. Hero has got the uh, clutch gene. I will yeah. say that. Uh, yeah. We're talking about my boy, uh, what do you call it? Debo or whatever, Duncan Robinson or whatever. Yeah, Duncan Robinson, kid's, yeah. Kid's gonna and be also, a I, thud. But he, I think – the overwhelming thing here that we also need to say that no one's ever said is shout out to Eric Spolster for being quite possibly one of the best coaches in the NBA. Great coach. Because when he started, all everyone said was, Oh, he's got LeBron. He's not a product of LeBron. He clearly is a very, very good coach considering he's the second longest tenure coach in the NBA Mm -hmm. behind Greg Popovich. So uh, the heater, the heat have been a lot of fun to watch. I, I mean, I think that the, the big thing about this series too is like, I'll say when, and if the Bucks come back and win, you can drag me all you want. But when the Bucks lose, if you're Giannis, I know that Tom, you're a big basketball guy. If you're Giannis, um, where are you going? Because you're not staying in Milwaukee. Can he get paid? I don't even know. He can get he more can, money from Milwaukee. He can, of course, get yeah, more he, money from Milwaukee because they because of the way that the NBA works. But mm-hmm. you know, do you want a Mike Trout it where you get most money but have no hope of winning a championship? Because I, I also know, think that the Bucks coach is proving that he's incompetent. His brother's on his team too, so that I don't know. Like that may have something to uh, that may be a factor in terms. Thanasis, excuse me, not yeah. Thanasis. Uh, the other Which, one. Their names are so long, I can never remember them. It's, it's an. Yeah, I, I can't remember them either. Yeah, Atis, the other athletes, <laughs> and their names but, that are uh, leg- uh, are some top, like some high grade names. Yeah. I say tier elite. Yeah. Big Scrabble words. Well, I think I guess, what I was getting yeah. at is there are certainly rumors circulating that Giannis might abandon ship and go to Golden State, which would be ridiculous. I would hate that. Oh, I'm not hearing but that. I, I'm hearing I, that he's going to go to Miami. But I would hate that. Oh. Also, if I was him, I would totally go to Miami. You get a good coach and Jimmy Butler who can fucking ball and all these kids who can also ball. They yeah. have a... Where, do, where does he play? Because if, if he goes to Miami, I, one guy uh, you guys forgot to mention on the Heat who's been an absolute stud is uh, Bam Adebayo. Or, uh, Bam Adebayo. Sorry. Yeah, Bam Adebayo. Yeah, yeah. He is a stud. He is so good. I think... But he plays four. So he plays a four. So where would you play Giannis? Five? No, he doesn't play like a five, though. No, he, he doesn't, doesn't play like a five. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that just because the kids had one good playoff series doesn't mean you don't want to get one of the most prolific players of the decade. Bam is, he was a, like, he's a stud this, I, actually I want to look up his stats because he killed it this year. No, but I'm the, the other place I, I heard and I, I know I think it might just be a pipe dream for coming around of the organization, but uh, the Mavs have said that they're courting, they like, they intend to court and they think they have a good shot at getting Giannis. How crazy would a big three built around? A, Euro, a true Euro big three. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, him, KP, and Doncic. 
That'd be absurd. I don't think that could work, honestly. If money wise, if KP, you move KP to the. How much is KP making? Is he getting that much money? That not no. a ton. I don't think right. He's now. not making a ton, but the issue is that Luca is going to make a shitload of money. You're going to pay him, and it There's becomes be the issue left. of like the, um, like the Lakers right now, where they have a lot of guys on. You know, they have a few guys on big money, and they have to bring in cheap, really cheap pieces, kind of just to fill it. And I just feel like. Luca might be the kind of guy that can carry a team in a situation like that. And Giannis definitely can help, but they do need role players. Like Giannis does need his point guard and he does need his guy down low banging boards. And so. So Luca's still on a three-year deal. Seven million a year, which is more than I thought it would be. I thought he was making low 20. So that is kind of surprising. Oh, KP? Yeah. Yeah. Five year, 50, 158 million. Luca is only through year one of a three-year, $22 million deal. So he's only making seven a year. He's still on his entry-level contract, though, isn't he? But he's going to get Dame Lillard money. Yeah. He's oh, yeah. going to get $50 million. Right. Every first contract is going to be team-friendly because, yeah. Yeah, it has to be. I don't know. Also, I would, I would like to take this opportunity, as we're talking about Luka Doncic, um, to tell Pat Beverly to shut his dumb fucking mouth um, after saying that Jokic does a lot of flailing like Doncic does. Listen, you six-point scoring eighth-man motherfucker. <laughs> shut up because no one gives a shit what you think. That's I, all. Mean, I just really – that needed to be said. Hey, his mom, his mom cares what he thinks, I think. <laughs> Good for her. That's one. The rest of us don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I also think I, on that like topic, the, the Clippers, so has there been an, a more unlikable team that has been that good in a long time? I really don't think so. It's the anti-chemistry team. Like who, who on that team do you like aside from Kawhi? You I mean, like dude. Kawhi, but you're not like, oh my God, I love Kawhi. Yeah, like, no, I think Kawhi's a good dude, but like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, falling head over heels with him, but I'm saying like, there's a lot of guys on that team that just run their fucking mouths because they think they can. Lou Williams, Marcus Morris, you know, Pat Bev. Like, it's just a team made up of, of just assholes, in my opinion. You know, how do, we, how do people see that series turning out now that we're, you know, sort of on that? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, well, clip so snugs. 2-1 right now. I think they're playing game four tomorrow because game three was last night. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's 2-1 Clippers. Um, obviously, the Clippers are the two seed uh, in the West, so they're kind of, I say, is the favorite at this point to move forward. But honestly, again, I, I, you guys might remember, I said it like a month ago that my sleeper pick for the finals was Denver. So I'm actually going to stick with that. I'm going to say Denver's going to pull off the upset and, and knock out LA. <laughs> Dan likes the Nuggets. How does everybody else feel about this? Tom, what do you think about this series? I, I think this is probably the coolest, you know, in terms of pure competitiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the Nuggets. I think that they constantly overperform and there's not much expected of them every year. And somehow, you know, even since Melo has been gone, they've been in the playoffs a good amount of times and haven't really had any, any major stars. I know Nicola's big, but like, I feel like even he is, uh, sort of underrated and obviously they're the underdog in this scenario. I'll take the Nuggets here. Well, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with, with Tom exactly what you said and, like, 99% of what Dan said. I just – I think the Nuggets have got it. And I, I also just – like, as I've said, genuinely can't stand 90% of the people on the Clippers. So – and it's fucking – plus, it's the Clippers. Fuck them. Like, 
Well, no one knows about either. Jamal Murray has been killing it all playoffs. Absolutely fucking stud. He is unbelievable. Like everyone, yeah, everyone talks about Joe just being the best player in the Nuggets. I think it might be Murray now. He's he's it's, so, it is. Yeah. To go back to the last two series here with the NBA before we move on. So we haven't talked about the Rockets Lakers series and then the Celtics Raptors series. So uh, Lakers and Raptors, uh, Rockets, excuse me, are tied one one. Celtics and Raptors, uh, Boston's up that series three two. So do we think Boston advances uh, and wins that? Yeah, I got yes. Boston coming out of the East. Yeah, I think Boston's really good. They could give the Heat the run for their money. I think if you watch the way that Boston distributes the ball and the way that Kemba Walker is giving it to everybody else until when he knows that he needs to take the shot, I there's fuck Boston, but they're a hard team to beat, and I like almost every player on that team. I think they're going to get Hayward back at the right time too. I also think Hayward is just doesn't matter. Like he's your eighth man. I'm saying he's going to help. He's, good. he's certainly going to help, but I also think that the, the fact that they're doing it completely without him, like they could trade him next year. If I was them, I would trade him. What's the point in having him on the books when he's not clearly not helping? But, I mean, who's going to want him right now? He's, like, been injured for the last, what, three seasons. Oh, there's plenty of stupid fucking franchises out there, Mike. We all root for one of them. His contract is huge, though. Thirty. I just looked it up. $32.7 million a year. What the How fuck? much longer though? Because it wasn't a very long contract. If I'm those, yeah, like I, can't, I don't think it was over four years. I think it was four or five, if I remember. And he's already halfway through that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's me. years old. I mean, oh, four years, one hundred and twenty-seven point eight million. So yeah. he's halfway through the four year. If not, ooh, he might be three years through that actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's got one year left. So you take a flyer oh, on him for fucking nothing. I, I'm, I'm also going to pick the Celtics, by the way. Um, yeah. I'm excited for a potential storyline of the Eastern Conference Finals being how is Kenny, Kelly Olenek going to do against his former team? <laughs> I know we're, all th- we're all thinking we're it. We're all thinking it. <laughs> Pat, Pat and I were watching the game the other night, and there was another t- tall white guy, and Pat was like, oh, that's not Kelly Olenek. What are you doing? He's coming for it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kelly Olynyk actually made a very good defensive play. In and he had a three. We I'm pretty sure he had a three. And then he hit a three, and we were both like, what the fuck is going on? Kelly Olynyk is Pat's spirit animal. It always he has really been is. and always will be. <laughs> Especially that's, when you started that's... growing out your facial hair. If we just let you, like, grow a ponytail. Like, yeah, I need a ponytail now. Kelly Olynyk. I've actually – so, if I'm going to be honest, I actually I, – I have probably more of a uh, despise for him rather than an admiration because he was always so hard to hit a three with in 2K. <laughs> But you yeah, it was like every he, time. he would hit X for like a, a 0.1 milliseconds, and it would just be it would be released, and you'd be like, "All right." Yeah, but he would somehow always hit them on blacktop. Yeah, true. <laughs> there are some players like that though in 2K. Who's wait? Who's the last series that we're forgetting before we get into 2K? Yeah, so um, Lakers, Lakers Rock. Oh, Lakers. 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 Yeah, I just Lakers. don't. It's Russell Westbrook doesn't he chokes so does james harden lebron typically doesn't choke uh, not recently especially with anthony davis and uh alex caruso playing out of his gourd and uh you know danny green can drain a three at any moment like that, that team is for a team that put together a roster basically say we have no money and we need to win a championship after ad and lebron they're doing all right <laughs> like it's kind of impressive actually I think it also has to, uh, I'll give Frank Vogel some credit there for, for his coaching job. I think he's uh, 
Good you goal. did a great job with the Pacers back in the day, the Paul George Pacers, and got them, you know, farther, much farther than they probably should have gone in the playoffs. And since then, he's kind of been quiet. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I do think that he needs, deserves a little credit there. On Alex Caruso, though, I mean, let's talk about it. Frankly, here, uh, Ron Baker walked so Alex Caruso could run. So <laughs> facts, facts. Credit Shout where, out to Ron Baker. Yeah, you got to give credit to the guy who was in everyone's high school that's now suddenly an NBA All Star. That's uh, Rob to Ron Baker for paving the way. Well, last thing regarding basketball I wanted to touch on before we move on is the hiring with the Brooklyn Nets of Steve Nash as their head coach. Yeah, baby. So I know, Tom, you were a fan from the get-go of the move. So what, what do you – do you think he makes them that much better? Like, what are, what are your thoughts? I mean, initially, I don't know. But I think if they gave him a long-term – like a, a you know, four-plus-year shot at trying to coach a team where Kyrie is going to stay, um, I think they have a legitimate chance to be awesome. I think, you know, Kyrie learning from – arguably the best passer of all time um, could really, really elevate his game. I, I mean, I already know that he's ridiculous, but um, to improve on his passing game and, he, you know, learn tricks of the trade from like the floor general of the 2000s, I think it could definitely, um, you know, when KD gets back, put them in, in, in shape to kick some serious ass. Um, Plus, he's like, he's like a really positive, motivating guy. I just like him so much, and it gave me a reason to not become a not be a Knicks fan any fucking more. So, <laughs> I'm uh, I'll officially be rooting for the Nets from here on out. And um, don't give me any shit about it, guys, because well, I'm from New York. I have the right to. In seven years, when the Knicks have won their fourth championship in a row, um, I'll be laughing. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. No, no, no take backsies, by the way. Yeah, yeah with, with Giannis. Oh. And somehow Zion, and somehow Kevin. I don't Durant. want Zion. Zion. We've discussed that Zion's gonna be a fucking bust. Zion, Zion's gonna fucking come down for a rebound and just put his fucking foot through the floor one day. Mm-hmm. I would like to discuss one quick thing, re Zion. The fact that Zion Williamson got more overall votes for Rookie of the Year than R.J. Barrett to me seems fucking insane. R.J. played Next almost time. the whole season and had, a, by any stretch of the imagination, a very, very good rookie season on a terrible team. Yeah, RJ averaged, what, like 18 points? And, like, I think he had, like, six or seven boards. Like, he had a really good year, didn't he? 18, 19 points a game. Yeah. Now let me look up this. Yeah, stuff. he had a fantastic year. He got one third-place vote. I can't wait until Zion is, like, that's, the... Um, yeah, that's fucked. You know that fat guy from, like, the big three league with the really good handles and just, like, dunks on everybody? Yeah, big baby Davis. Zion in, like, five years. Big baby? Yeah. Baby, yeah, baby. Yeah. Big baby Davis. Yeah. I think he died, but he didn't. he's definitely no, not dead. No, he didn't. <laughs> you say that about everyone. You're like, I think he's dead, but he's not dead. Oh, shit. He's dead. <laughs> not. <laughs> not dead. I love how I didn't react because I know that he's alive. Like, I'm so sure he's not he is, dead. He is, though, on, uh, by all accounts, uh, a little down on the dumps. He's pretty Why? sad. Why? He's a big dude. baby. Big baby Davis. <laughs> well, um, Kyle, to your point, real quick, I, I think it's good that uh, John Morant won because he clearly was the deserving candidate of the Rookie of the Year. And yes. it's kind of baffling that Zion even got 
any sort of traction for first place. He like, got multiple first place votes, which is insane. Well, they got I, one. I mean, they got, we only got one. Okay, good. Either way, um, it's too many. It's one yeah, too, many. too and, many. And in my Tom opinion, Morant was far and clear the best rookie in the league. It yeah. was. I mean, it was damn near like as it's kind of was almost as like close to a complete and utter runaway as physically possible in the way that that voting structure works. But I, I just think the Zion hype train like went a step too far with that. He was not the third best rookie in the league last year. I'm sorry. He was hurt the large majority of the year. Did he have a couple games where he went bonkers? Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, but it just doesn't compute to me. Maybe NBA though, dude, like every NBA post regarding rookies is it was Zion versus John Morant. Like no one talked about RJ. No one talked about the kid who was in second place, right? Wasn't um, who came in second for rookie of the year. Exactly. We don't even fucking know. Uh, Heat, Kendrick Nunn. Oh, yeah, the guy from Heat. He didn't even get a first place vote. That's crazy. The fact that the guy who came in second didn't get a first place vote. And Zion but the guy who it. came in third did, yeah, Zion. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But the trophy was awarded to the right person. That's very nice. Um, yeah. So I, I think as a, a last kind of wrapping up thing for the NBA um, before we move on, does anyone want to – I mean, you, you can't. But is anyone having second thoughts about their pick of who they chose to win the, the title now? Absolutely not. I mean, I have Milwaukee. I picked Milwaukee, so yes. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I think I, I think they uh, they're getting hot at the right time. Hindsight twenty <laughs> hindsight twenty twenty uh, Celtics. All right. I'm sticking I, with the Lakers. Yeah. I think I still say Lakers are, like I said, my sleepers. So, uh, I forgot who I picked. I think it was the Celtics, just like just to be different. I think that's correct. Uh, yeah. I don't, maybe I don't we know. can go back. Bucks. I would probably go with the Celtics as well. Bucks are down nine with five nineteen in the fourth. By the way, that's for everybody's reference. They're they're getting eliminated tonight. Yep, probably. No crazy. Now we discuss our conventional sports. Can can Mike and I have about five minutes to talk about the craziest shit that's mm-hmm. ever happened? Holy fucking shit. I'm yeah. going out there. 169,000 to one were the odds of what happened this weekend happening. Take it away, Kyle. So. Got laid? Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Thomas. Tom. Round of applause. That was. Round of applause. That was. That was. One. Wow. I was going to suggest putting, the, uh, putting them Boom, on the Shaka laka. Yeah. So this, this weekend was the. Uh, Formula One Italian Grand Prix in uh, a track called Monza, which is the Cathedral of Speed. Uh, the lap is about three miles. They average 164 and change miles an hour. That includes stretches where they're doing 210 and corners where they're doing less than 35 miles an hour. So it's overall very impressive. Um, it was kind of a crazy race. And when I say kind of a crazy race, I mean, it was completely psychotic. There was a big crash that red flagged the race. Everything had stopped. Lewis Hamilton, who will run away and win his, uh, you know, world championship this year, has already basically won it. They might as well give him the trophy. Uh, did a boo-boo. He actually committed an error for the first time in my memory, quite frankly, breaking, make, like, breaking a severe rule in the sport. He went into the pit entry when the pits lane was closed because there was a car that had uh, failed sitting to the right of the pits. Obviously, it's very dangerous when you're doing 164 miles an hour. Um, so he was penalized and made to go to the back of the pack. They restarted the race and the race finished in an order that as Mike alluded to was, and the official odds are, I have them 
here, 166,619 to one of what happened. So this kid that won is this French kid named Pierre Gasly. Uh, a French driver hadn't won in over 25 years. Um, and it was just so crazy to see. Uh, there was an actual challenge at the end. There was the second place car was really, you know, biting at his heels. Mm -hmm. and, from, white uh, from white flag to checkered flag, one could say. It was, it was, it was really, it was something. Uh, you know, I, I am a huge fan of the sport and I haven't been that excited by a race in a very long time. That's how I would put it. I have been emotional about a race. I have been happy to see Ferrari win at places. And last year winning at Monza, I will fully say they hadn't won there in a very long time. And I cried. Um, this was just something else to see, you know, parody in a sport where there isn't, um, where there truly is one team that is going to win every single day. Uh, it was really crazy to see. And I would encourage people to, you know, take a look at it and think that usually we have the podium this year for, what is it now, Mike? Seven of the eight races has been exactly the same. It's been in some order, Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, and Valtteri Bottas. And it was none of those three. And in fact, none of those three even finished in, or only one of them actually finished in the top five. Um, so it was really cool to see. And I just thought that was a cool, uh, you know, number 166,000 to one doesn't happen very often. Uh, even more unlikely than Leicester winning the Premier League a couple of years ago at 5,000 to one. So very, very, very cool. Yeah, and I mean, the, the kid who won, another thing that Kyle like, uh, didn't speak to yet was just that uh, he was a kid who showed a lot of promise. Uh, one of the, there's, like a, there's tiers of teams, one of the higher tier teams, Red Bull Racing, brought him up to be like their next number two driver. Uh, he ended up getting demoted down to their like lower tier, middle tier team. Rightfully so, after a very, very rough half, first half of the season. Yeah, he got demoted, and he ended up, you know, his one of his best friends died in a, in a race. He ended up driving his brains out, put that car in the top 10 a bunch of times, definitely. Uh, he podiumed last year in that car, and then he now, over a year after being demoted, which essentially, like, once you get demoted, Kyle, you'd say that's, like, your career is starting to... You're done. I mean, yeah. there's there's been a little bit you know a chance of a comeback just these days but really when when pierre got demoted i kind of thought oh you know poor bastard it's, it's kind of over you know people get a raw deal in f1 and you know you have a, you have a decent year but it wasn't good enough and then you you know go down to a lower team and you're gone within within two years someone yeah, who was vastly talented um so it was really like heartwarming to watch him win um yeah a very 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 cool first time i've been excited and screaming and yelling at the television is pat can attest um at the end of the race uh but it was it was it was fun that was very cool i was and messy stayed so i i really i didn't have to do crying um and everton are signing players it's really weird i love it it's a weird time to be me at the moment well i'm sorry to hear that you were uh shitting yourself consistently for a while that doesn't sound like a pleasant experience but no i mean i feel like tom might have some insight on that though <laughs> yes oh i was gonna ask <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh man, you got him back good. Well, I, well, were were we not sort of segueing into the whole Odell poop scenario, or that's what? exactly I what I was that. doing? That's yeah. exactly what? what I was doing. Yeah, I, all right. Well, that's like, oh, you insulted him. 
Oh. Forming a segue, you giant twat. So, so let, let's carry on with that segue then. So, Tom, can you explain to us the situation? Yeah. With yeah. So I found about I found out about it in a kind of an interesting way. There's this guy, Adam Twenty Two, who covers like all hip hop um, media type things. He has these two girls that run a podcast for one of, for his brand. It's called No Jumper. And uh, this girl came on. Apparently, she's Chief Keef's baby mama. Is it Slim? Isn't it like Slim something? What, what's your slim? name? Yeah. Oh, crap. I you want to explain who the two girls are, though? Like how they got famous, too? Because that's also. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I know. If you don't want to say, I'll say it. <laughs> I think you can paint a better picture than I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a so big, I'm a big Odell fan. People crap on him way too often. I, I, oh, <laughs> yeah, had to do it to him. Out there the yeah. No. Oh, so uh, basically, oh, the reason that these the reason that these two girls are famous, uh, they recently went on a podcast, and one of them was talking about the fact that she blew seven Suns players in a row. And you might think, oh, seven nights in a row. No, all at the same time in the same room, apparently. It's completely unconfirmed. And quite frankly, I highly doubt that that happened. But um, sensationalizing things is what makes you famous. Uh, and thus on this podcast, which There's is- There's some great sensations then. The set, there were, apparently. And the set of this podcast is, and I can only describe it as such, similar to what I imagine a holding cell at Guantanamo Bay looks like. No. Very white. For some reason, there's chain link fence. Don't quite understand it. It's a regular indoor room. Why is there chain link fence inside? Um, but It's because they belong so, to the streets, Kyle. This is the, they, they, the, they absolutely <laughs> belong to the streets. That's a fact. Um, so Chief Keef's baby mama comes on this podcast and says... It was a really weird exchange. Also, she looks like the horse in Grimace fucked and she came out of it. So um, why Odell Beckham Jr., one of the you know more well-known athletes in the world, would want to sleep with this girl, I'm really confused by. Um, <clears throat> so apparently Odell Beckham Jr. really likes it when girls shit on him. When girls checks notes, uh, poop on him. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, I'm going to fully say that I there's about a – one percent chance that i think this is actually real i think it's sensationalizing something to get herself famous because her friend did it two weeks ago and it worked perfectly and this girl is irrelevant um so duh well they made a lot uh, of money the one girl made four hundred thousand, and the other one made a hundred thousand off of that that's that's what i mean it's exactly what i'm saying all you got to do is say some crazy shit you have an only fans people are going to subscribe to it duh all i could say is it reminded me immediately of movie for of that movie forty three. <laughs> oh, just let me shit on your chest. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, but this girl was descriptive. She was like, "Oh yeah, like he before they met up. Apparently, they were like talking on the phone or whatever." And he was like, "Send me a video of you shitting." And she was like, "Oh yeah, like I sent a video to him of me like taking a dump, and I tried to make it as sexy as I could." <laughs> All, that All I'm gonna say example. is. If that happens, show me the receipts. For real. For real. Because uh, here's the thing. Uh, the other thing at the end of the day, like, we live in a world of receipts. If you really did that, show the world. Do I you mean, want to get famous because it happens? I think this is the time for FB the FBI agent spying on uh, 
on everybody. On everyone, you need to step up here. <laughs> it's a, yeah, history. it's a matter of national security. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> we all need to know if these, if them hoes really ain't loyal, if you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just think it's, it's people saying shit to, to say, literally say shit. But yeah, I don't know, the way that OBJ responded was perfect to me. Like he didn't really acknowledge it at all. But he also was like, just shut the fuck up. Like, we all know this is a joke. Um, just And also when people lie, like you were saying, she was very descriptive. When people lie and they know that their people probably aren't going to believe them, they give way more detail. Because yeah. it makes it seem more convincing. So I, I, I wholeheartedly don't, will not believe something as fucking insane as this until it's confirmed. Unless there's any evidence that backs it up other than just, yeah. you know, Hearsay. allegations. Yeah, there were skid marks at the scene of the crime. <laughs> yeah. The skid marks are from his 17 Lamborghinis, probably. I don't know. I don't know. I, this goes into the whole, like, Anthony Weiner thing. Like, if your name is Anthony Weiner, don't send dick pics. If you're playing for a team called the Browns in a place like Cleveland, like Cleveland Steamer, don't get your don't get shit on your chest like that. Well, that's, just, here's my thing. Asking for headlines. that's why, but no, but I think that's why she did it because it all lines up. The jokes are too perfect. The merchandise is too easy to make. It's too fucking convenient. Yeah, Barstool had the Cleveland Steamer shirt made almost <laughs> within like minutes of that. Far, far like, oh, too quickly. Yeah, far too quickly. Mm-hmm. Savage. Oh my god. <laughs> Odell is taking the Browns to the Super Bowl this year, boys. <laughs> oh my god. I just I don't know. I, I think the whole ball, thing right? is is fucking unbelievable. And just like the fact that it's just what's happening is these are just fucking people saying crazy shit. And like everyone's like, oh my god, he definitely does it. Like, no, mm-hmm. no. She also didn't blow seven Suns players in a row. And Devin also- Booker's not fucking dumb enough to get tangled up in that when he just signed a hundred and seventy million dollar contract. You out of your fucking mind? I don't know if that really makes a difference, no. though. He, like, had a, a, he had a small orgy. Like, Dennis Rodman was, like, doing shit like that back in the 90s. That's, that's real basketball. <laughs> I wouldn't basketball. I don't, I don't think that's real basketball at all. <laughs> that's some I think that's drug-fueled <laughs> sex parties with Dennis Rodman, who's definitely the most mentally unstable person to ever come out of the NBA. <laughs> now that's basketball again. Great, great, <laughs> great defense and orgies. <laughs> back, back him up in the paint, fellas. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I think I think this that, is, this incident just proves that toilet toilet humor will always be undefeated. I I uh, mean, yeah. Do one, do I, let's let's see how much award. money this this girl makes off this, and let's watch it disappear into obscurity, never to be heard from again. She's making money. I heard she. I, I read that she was making over ten thousand dollars a month just in child support payments from. <laughs> Huh. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. How do they get away? Like, is he gonna sue them or what? Like, he could probably man. sue her for defamation. If, there's got to be a repercussion, otherwise he could not- definitely sue her for defamation. He's got so much money. Even if it's a frivolous lawsuit, she doesn't have the money. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And just bankrupt her. It's a horrible thing to do, but if I was him, I'd absolutely do it. Dick's out here talking slanderous shit about me. I think streets. I think he should sue her, sue her for defecation. I mean, defamation. <laughs> <laughs> Defecation. <laughs> well, on on that disturbing note, we uh, NFL is actually starting again this week too. Exciting. <laughs> Talk about another shit show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, yeah, the NFL is, is scheduled to start on Thursday of this week, so I believe the first game is the Chiefs and the Texans. 
uh, Thursday Night Football. Yes, I think so. And I then correct. I think for the local teams, Jets play the Bills Sunday at 1. Uh, Giants open up against the Steelers Monday Night Football. You said that wrong. The Giants lose Monday Night Football to the Steelers. Hey, hey. No uh, negativity You really yet. fucking think they're going to win? Daniel Jones is going to put up good. 50, dude. They're going to win 50 to 40. Who's he going to throw the ball to? Uh, Evan Ingram, for one. Uh, throw. He's going to hand the ball to Saquon, and Saquon's yeah, going to run like Exactly. Uh, Asterix is going to hand the ball off real well. Yeah. yeah. Lateral. They're going to get crushed. I'm sorry. How about that Ravens-Brown matchup? The Ravens are going to stick it in the Browns' ear. Yep. The and floor. then they can eat it. Well, I, I think for our NFL fans at home, what we're going to do actually as part of the podcast, we're going to do either like a fantasy draft or a pick em league, and we're actually going to just post our picks or our pick em picks live on video, and we'll put it up on YouTube we'll put, for week one. I think we should post our records too, each of us. Uh, yeah. Who's doing the best? There needs, to be, the there needs to be a punishment as well. Yeah, though I'm going to be the one who loses. So That's a pick em league. It's anyone's game. Like The more you overthink the pick em league is – the way you get screwed, like the people. You know, that... I know nothing about American football. Mike, uh, American footy. Don't think about it at all, and just pick the first person that you see, please. I, I just feel like a pick would be better because <clears throat> we could do it faster every week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do so. like a lunchtime episode once a week. Bang, done. Yeah. Bob's your fucking uncle. Well, it's not even that, mm-hmm. like, because the Roderick Dell's already come out, and like the like the NFL is probably not going to play sixteen game, a sixteen. Yeah, uh, there's no. Also, let's just so, say there's no shot we get a sixteen. If we do, if we do a, playoffs, if we do a weekly pick 'em for X number of units every week, then nobody is fronting whatever, and then X other, number of units. I mean, you can a, say money. No, that's what you say on a, like a, on a podcast. You say units. That makes us sound official. Units. No money, dollars, U.S. U.S. currency. U.S. doll hairs. What are we trading? What kind of units are we trading in? Fucking lira? Get the hell Bitcoin. out of here. Bitcoin. Bitcoin. I was say Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> one one-thousandth of a Bitcoin. <laughs> Arethium or whatever. Uh, whatever. Ethereum. Oh, I think you meant Arethium. No, no, I mean, hard uh, to get Deutschmarks? <laughs> really? Spearfest fact? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I, I, can, I can break news on the podcast for the first time ever. Wow. Oh. Billy Donovan has been fired by OKC. Oh, I thought you said the Bucks lost. Did they lose yet? Uh, it's yeah, almost over. No. I, I think is, I, we would have been like, Jonathan Netacupo loses, even though he didn't play. Like, this that is breaking news if you don't check your phone from Tuesday. Right to Yeah. Kyle, <laughs> uh, that's not surprising, though. Billy Donovan has not gotten the Thunder past the second round. No, absolutely not. He didn't deserve to be anything more than a college coach. Yeah. Uh, so 46.7 seconds left. The Heat are up 96 to 88. So the fat no, lady not. is warming up in the wings. Yeah, she's clearing. She's clearing her voice. So yeah. So quickly. So we don't think we're getting a full NFL season, right? We don't think no it's, shot. Yeah. No, I don't but think do, so. do you do you think though that if someone is tested has tested positive, like do you think there's enough time between games where decisions and retests can be made? I, I, I don't know. I think they're just due to the nature of there being just seven days between games and a bye week. Um, you know, I think I COVID think. negates that though because the incubation period is 14 days. I think we've also learned that NFL. Players I'm just saying, are do you think you can? Like do you think it would be easier to like reschedule yeah. games? I know it's better to wait a full week. I, um, I guess, but also to Mike's point, NFL players are fucking reckless, and there's just so many of them to keep in line. And you can it's also not only make up so many team. games too. Like exactly, you can't go back. You can't do a back to back. They're not doing a bubble, so it's not like you 
you have the only other option is to start like playing games back to back, like the MLB. It's the like most gonna- you could play is two games a week. You couldn't play two and then games you're, a week. And, and then you could- you're starting. Well, I'm saying if you played like a, you, if you missed one, you could play like a, you miss a week, play and then play on Thursday. Play like, on you know your, what I mean? Play on your bye week. But yeah, I, it only goes so long. Some teams have bye weeks. Yeah. Starting and early, if whoever, like, yeah, you play on your bye week. That's all well and good. But what if the team you're supposed, you were supposed to play in the game that you missed has another game on your bye week? Right. It's, I, I just think that it's not going to happen. I think we'll get probably about halfway through the season. And with the number of people opted out, like, do we all really care? Uh, not, nobody that insane really opted I, out. I care about the develop. If anything else, like, obviously the Giants aren't winning uh, Bo Diddley this year. But um, they, I care about the development of our player. I mean, maybe, you know, Saquon's – I'd rather him maybe avoid the hits, but I'd want to see Daniel Jones in action. I, I want to see what he can actually do. I think that's the If you're an NFL fan of, you know, who gives a fuck franchise and your biggest star gets hurt this year and the season doesn't go the distance, I mean, if, if fucking God forbid, if Saquon or Daniel Jones gets hurt, I am going to be livid. Yeah, one more than Daniel Jones. Well, I want a fucking quarterback. Yeah, don't talk shit about uh, Danny Dimes. Because your guy's kissing too many girls at bars. Well, that's part of my thing. Like, I, I don't. I think that NFL players are just irresponsible. Like, I th- I don't trust NFL players specifically outside of like metropolitan areas to. Yeah, definitely. To not do stupid shit. Like, I I, I don't know. I mean, we, it's just time and time again. Even we have two teams in Florida, three teams in Florida, which is full of dumb people. Um, you know, I'm sorry. That's just a fact. There's three no. teams in Florida that's full of idiots. <laughs> I like. I think there's plenty of precedent for some outstanding individuals to inspire the rest of their teammates. You look at Ray Lewis, uh, Riley Cooper, um, <laughs> Fontes Perfect, and uh, Plaxico Burris. Those are all. I was going to say, let's, go, let's just go down the Ravens players list and pick all the people that have committed crimes. Um, Peterson, uh, speaking of Ravens, Ray Rice, please. Yeah, Ray Rice. <laughs> Mike Vick. Tommy, I want to hear your thoughts, though, because obviously out of all of our teams, your team has the best chance to actually win something this year. So would do you feel like because the Ravens have a good chance this year to actually do something, that you'd rather see them try and play through? Or would you rather like them try and push back one more year and like not deal with the COVID shit? I, honestly, I wouldn't be upset if this year was another development year. I think everybody was like – and I'll admit it myself, was so gung-ho, like, oh, there's no fucking way anyone's going to touch them on the way to the Super Bowl. Sure yeah. enough, first round of the playoffs, they get fucking dropped. Mm-hmm. But um, we have we have uh, photo evidence of uh, us handing a, a, a we're sorry balloon the day after they <laughs> lost. That's right. And by us, he means he means himself and Mike. I was not involved in this tomfuckery. <laughs> I, I, yeah, thank you for that, guys. <laughs> The guy at the store is like, are, are you serious? Are you sure? So no one ever buys these balloons. <laughs> You're like, oh, yes, quite sure, quite sure. <laughs> but yeah, $50. I, like, oh, shit. even if this year's a wash, like, it'll still be good for player development. I think, um, you know, Hollywood and Lamar still have some, some working to do. And uh, they get a couple years under their belt, you know, this year. Even if it's not the full year, next year, I think they're really poised. Maybe, um, you know, it'll, you'll see less of Mark Ingram, but that's probably a good, good thing. No offense. Not saying he's a bad running back. He's getting, he's, he's getting old. Yeah, he's getting old. So, 
Yeah, I wouldn't hate if there wasn't a full season. I think it's a good, good, you know, take on it. I, I think it definitely is an opportunity for them to just kind of develop more, get some like practice against like in division teams, especially because I think most teams are playing their division rivals the first couple of weeks. So, right, um, it's it's a good opportunity to yeah, especially for Lamar who <sighs> coming off such an amazing season, just you know, adjust more and and learn more. So, I'm just worried about the rust too, man. I think not playing any preseason games is. Uh, it's going to be more harmful than people realize. Yeah, yeah. but a lot of ACLs going. Can't yeah. wait to see, like, Joe Burrow throw, like, five picks. Well, just, like, practice and scrimmages, like, that's not even close to the same thing. Well, he's <laughs> just not going to be – it's not full speed. Yeah. Like, I was watching the Giants one on YouTube just because why not? But, like, they would hand off the ball to Saquon, he would cut to the right, and then no one would touch him. Like, he's just, like, running. Well, that's, that's the most like real life. No one touches him. Well <laughs> – <laughs> I can't don't say where they that. get their fucking arm ripped yeah, off. It, it, yeah, until they fucking by. stack the box and Saquon has nowhere to go and just gets leveled. But, well, that's that's the perfect uh, opportunity for a play action. D- uh, Danny Dimes or Sterling Shepard down the down the sea. Uh, you know, we're fucking that, that, uh, that, Ingram. Yeah. <laughs> that went about as well as that play action would have went. <laughs> Accurate. Oh, strip sack. Oh. <laughs> oh no. Oh, it's been returned for a touchdown. Shots back 20 yards. Yeah, strip sack. And then. You know, honestly, th- those instead of instead of interceptions are what's keeping his QBR so, so high. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's essentially the same thing at the end of the day. All right. Well, s- stay tuned on our YouTube channel. We'll, Like I said, we'll be doing our um, either week one picks or we'll have kind of a last minute fantasy draft that we'll post on there. Uh, and obviously, we'd love to hear everyone's thoughts on whether it's uh, personnel picks or team picks. Uh, so we will post obviously on our Instagram and everything when that post is on YouTube. And the last thing I wanted to touch on before we wrap our sports episode here is what we usually have started with our episodes with historically, which is baseball, which I think now Mike and Kyle, especially are coming around to the realization that the season is fraudulent and it doesn't matter. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a hoax of a year. So, I want to start with the Yankees because the Yankees we're an inning and a half away from it being fraudulent. Just so you're aware. Yeah. Despite the fact that they're having a good game. Wait, inning and a half. So what is it? Uh, no, don't worry. Seven? One Top eight? Middle ten, of the eighth. Ten runs. I was going to say, could we get a live, a live console on the, on the podcast? No, we don't have, we have to be on for much longer than uh, is humanly necessary. But I'm not uh, going to console the Yankees. I'm going to console the Yankees training staff. Yes. The Yankees training staff can suck my balls. Console. <laughs> they are absolutely consoled. <laughs> because there's no reason that every Yankee player should be hurt 67 times a fucking year. Yeah. It's a bunch of glass bones, paper skin motherfuckers. <laughs> so this is what's interesting about the MLB this year, though. The Yankees have been, at least for the last couple of weeks, in a bit of a tailspin. They're 3-7 and seven in their last 10. I know recently they had a seven-game losing streak that they snapped against the Mets. You know, good for you guys. Um, but you guys had also lost four straight coming into today's game. So I know you guys are in spot right now. But even with all that has gone wrong, injuries still in the playoffs, you guys are still the eighth seed in the playoffs, which is amazing. So that's what happens when you're the hottest start in fucking baseball and mm-hmm. take a gigantic shit. And you're still better um, than the Red Sox, who are. Uh... Pat, Pat, I would love for you to do me a favor and say that again. <laughs> Better than the Red Sox. Who are who oh, are they healthy? Yes. Are, are they healthy though? Of course well, they are. Keep that in mind. Well, they, they are healthy. 
the rest just their pitching shipped off a lot of their players at the deadline. That's because they go to the same uh, masseuse. They go to the same masseuses as uh, Bob Kraft. So <laughs> <laughs> I spend a lot of money. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, yeah. I mean, the Yankees, as long as they can tread water for the time being, I know they've lost Stanton, Judge. Um, I know they lost Glaber. Like all these, you know, all their best guys. Um, so if they can tread water, I think they'll still be okay. Because if you can get healthy by playoffs, the Yankees can beat anybody. So. El Gary's been benched. Yeah, well, Gary's been playing like shit, so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's good. I, Higgy's pretty good. This new kid they brought up is uh, defensively pretty, really solid, so I'm excited about that. And, but, you know, at the end of the day, it is a six-game season. I've been saying since day one, even if the Yankees win the World Series, which I really did think they were going to, you know, they did have a good shot at the beginning. It's always going to be that year with the asterisk, and especially as a Yankees title, I don't want to hear that we got an asterisk. I don't want to hear it because I'll hear it until I die. No matter how many more they win, well, you know, they won the one with the asterisk. Mm. Like, I just – I don't care. <laughs> I, I would agree with that sentiment because I – when I had optimism about the Mets at the beginning of the year, I didn't want the same thing, so. Yeah, I, like, I don't want to be the, the asterisk team. Mm-hmm. So you'd rather be part of the 27 club? <laughs> if that means 27 titles, yes. It's about 25 more than two last time I checked. Don't well, make me pull out the receipts. I don't like doing that. There's, there's no way that a 60-game season can determine who the best team is. I will say that because the freaking Miami Marlins are, I think, the three seed right now in, in the National League. Or they were as of like two or three days ago. The Orioles are barely out of the playoffs. Yeah. I'm telling you, they were the most accustomed to dealing without fans. I've been saying this. That's, you're, I mean, you're right. That's correct. Plus, they have COVID superpowers. That that is true. That is they true. fucked up the whole league in the beginning. That was yeah. you know what that was. That was strategery, because everybody yeah. else has been shit since. What was that word? Strategery. Strategy. That's how we won World War Two using that strategery. Well, I quickly want to address the Mets, even though uh, as we've addressed on this podcast before, the Mets have been canceled. Um, meaning, but we watch every fifth day. Free from stress. Yes. Well, that's where I'd like to start. We do still watch every fifth day because Jake Degrom is still. Uh, by far the best pitcher on the face of the planet Earth. He has a 169 ERA. He nice. Has 70 nice. Oh, he's, nice. He's, he's killing it. He's, he's just – there's no you, – you can't make the argument that anyone's better than him at this point. He is about to win his uh, – Shane Bieber. <laughs> Shut up, that. <laughs> Sorry, Justin Bieber. <laughs> Justin Bieber, yeah. Justin Bieber, fuck off. Justice Beaver, the crime-fighting Beaver. So yes, that's that's the one real positive I can take from the Mets at this point. Jacob Degrom is just still untouchable. Elite. Um, the other thing that is hopefully going to be celebrated in the short term is that the Wilpons are finally going away because Steve Cohen, the eccentric billionaire, is going to be buying the Mets. Hopefully. So. Uncle Stevie's coming. Uncle Stevie. So here. Yeah, so we no, yeah, he's very boring and very much a questionable man. But um, so here's my thing. I know that Mets fans don't want the J-Lo bid because A-Rod's associated with it, and that's kind of just the end of it. No, it's not. Um, it's, because, it's because of the money that they have. They don't have enough money to run the team successfully. So here's the thing. Steve is going to step up, buy it, and drop a billion on their debt out of his own pocket that's going to take him decades to make back. I don't believe that for a fucking minute. I'm sorry. 
point where you, you think it'll take decades for him to make a million, another billion? A billion dollars off the Mets in profit just for him after paying everybody else? Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point. They lose that's half the value I, 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 of the fucking franchise. I think when you take into account that when, because good owners turn teams around, and there's plenty of precedent for that over the last 15 to 20 years. When you I spend the, spend the money and you spend Series it correctly, one hundred ninety million dollars. Mm-hmm. Let's assume that forty percent of that is Steve's. How many titles do you have uh, to win uh, to make a billion dollars? Uh, so there's other ways you acquire money as a as an owner of a franchise, particularly in you know ticket sales and TV deals, which I, you know, I don't need to mention. Listen, He's buying the, the network, though. There is no TV deal. They own their own network. He's buying SNY. It's yeah, but I'm saying like, there's not, no not in this deal, but eventually. Yeah. It just it I doesn't think... seem like a financially responsible decision from a guy who runs a hedge fund. Right. Well, I, I think here's the the thing about him, Kyle. That I I think I you're 100 percent right. That is a, a good point that he's going to be taking on obviously a, a franchise that is operating at a you know 60 million dollar loss each year. He is viewing it as he is. Coming into his late 60s, he is a lifelong Mets fan. He's seen how terribly run the organization is, and he, I don't think he views the loss. Most of his money is made elsewhere, not obviously investing in sports teams. That's, that's right. obviously one of the many factors that, you know, is, is many, one, of the many, one of his many investments. That he I just I, – I know I, I get it, and I, I know that it's all sentimentality, but guys, hedge fund billionaires – aren't sentimental there's a reason that he's worth 13 billion dollars is because he's a killer of course so to me and and having seen a very similar situation happen with a very similar club in england that was bought under very similar circumstances and then having a netflix documentary made about it and then having that club fail miserably in every sense of every word with these new owners who were perfect I just feel like you can't say this guy's going to come in and change the fucking world because he isn't. I, I think it's more so just the fact that right now the sentiment around the Mets, like around the league, is that there is a joke. And when you have a guy like Steve Cohen who's able to come into like even free agent no, uh, negotiations and be like, oh, we'll actually like put up money to like try and get you to come join the team as opposed to the Wilpons who were like, oh, we have to budget like $2 million so that we don't like – you know, it's, it's just it's, nice yeah. that they're going to actually be players as opposed to standing back and watching everyone else just do laps around them. It's about positive PR, too. Like, you realize how many, like, just dumb statements that Wolfons make? Like, how they handle every situation, especially the Cespedes situation, which is just, like, icing on the fucking cake. Um, just, like, just how poorly they, they run things in every facet. It's not even just – even if you were just to step away and let other people handle it and be like, here's here's much money, that would be an improvement. Mm-hmm. That is all <laughs> – well, also, the Wilpons don't believe in analytics, and Steve Cohen has already been a record to he would bring in guys from his own hedge fund that would run yeah, like analyticals. Yeah, Steve Quants and all those guys. Yeah. So, I mean, that's listen, already it's, a step in the right direction. So, it's, it's a good move, but I also think that there needs to be a lot of pump in the brakes on paying off the debt and everything. Because for a guy to come in and write a billion dollar check just to pay off the debt, not just to buy the team, that's fucking crazy. Well, I, I think as I understand it, he the purchase price is 2.35 billion dollars um he already owns eight percent of the team so Mm -hmm. in reality he's only paying i think like 1.7 to regain the 
the majority. That's, so that's just for the ownership, and then the right. rest is to cover the debt. Right. So it's it's a big debt. It's a big I mean, debt. yeah. I mean, that's like. But here, here's also what I'll say. If he can take a bit of hit on the chin initially and turn the Mets into a perennial contender, if he goes out and signs the right players and, and manages the team well, fans will go to this, the park. They will have similar numbers to people going to Yankee Stadium. I, I think it will be comparable if the Mets are good every year. Like that's People don't go to the stadium because the Mets have sucked for so long. Yeah, yeah. So if he can turn them into a winner, he'll at least – you know, be able to say that he's going to get fans to come to the ballpark, which will help. And they, you know, and they do, they, and, you know, Dan and I can definitely speak for experience. They, they definitely show up when the team is good. Oh, for, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. yeah. But you want to waste your money when it's not, because, you know, it's New York, everything's fucking expensive. But I don't know. All, all I'm saying is that it's a lot. It's not going to be quick. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be easy. And it's not a perfect situation. It's not because it's not no. a perfect solution. No. And I, I, I just think that, I don't know. It just seems like from what I know of Steve Cohen, he's not a good guy. No. And he's negated and, and, and you know, reneged on a lot of promises that he's made to organizations like hospitals about donations after naming shit after him. So I think it's hard to go from one scumbag to another. Cause at the end of the day, no matter how much of a Mets fan he is, he's a fucking scumbag. Yeah. Yeah, but a lot of a lot of sports owners are the the Steinbrenners are scumbags. Like it's yeah, they're horrible people, but they know how to run a fucking organization. Well, that, that's that's the whole thing. They I, hire I, the I, right people. Right. You can bring in the right people. You get the Brian dunk. Cashman. Like, don't care. Like, I'd rather just ha- I'd rather have a scumbag with deep pockets who loves the team who wants to make them a winner as opposed to the scumbags we have now who clearly don't know what the fuck they're doing. So I don't know. Either way, optimism in Mets land uh, after this year, as long as the deal goes through. And I, I really don't want anything to do with A-Rod or J-Lo. I just think it's going to be a bad situation if they end up somehow getting back in. So, regardless, I think that'll wrap things up for this discussion on inclusion. We digress regarding sports because, as Tommy said in our side chat, his little doggy girl has to go take a shit. So... so let's go to our closing statements of the episode so again as we've done for the 22 episodes previous and tonight we'll have one line to wrap up our discussion so let's start with tom great discussion i um i don't know the more i think about it i'm excited for the nfl season i feel like i actually come to think of it I feel like the lack of excitement for this NFL season, though, or the lack of everyone, you know, everyone's belief that we're going to have a full season has sort of put a damper on fantasy. Um, uh, you know, I otherwise would be freaking jazzed up for fantasy. And I, I am, I'm in one league. Um, I wasn't too hyped for the draft, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see how things play out. It should, definitely should be interesting, but I'm, I'm psyched far more than I was for the beginning of basketball or for basketball to come back rather. See which heat officially went one. Yep. I was going to say that officially the heat have uh, moved on to the conference finals. Okay, man. <laughs> on that note, pass the buck. Get it? That was good. So are you going to have to retire your cream city shirt now? <laughs> yeah. Until next <laughs> year, I guess. <laughs> Mike. Uh, yeah. I mean, 
to kind of go off Tommy, like there's not a lot of, a lot of hype around the season. I think if, if there's any season, I know it sounds fucked up, but if there's any season or any sport that I, I just am actually looking forward to it failing miserably, it's going to be the NFL because they've done nothing and they've been, they've seen everybody else work and it's still like as much of a shit show as it was I'm, five, six months ago. So I'm looking forward to it just failing spectacularly. And if maybe it doesn't, from, the, from the ownership and the NFL standpoint, now I think there's a lot of players who are going to be doing the right thing. And I, I feel sorry for them. Yeah. I mean, player, but players are the least important part of this equation right now, because no matter what they're going to show I mean, up from the NL, NFL PA perspective, I think it'll, um, but that could be a huge issue. Like the NFL PA being no, I, like, Hey, I, we're doing what we need to do. And then all the owners being like, no, well, I, we I want, we want fans in the stadium. No, like, I hundred percent agree. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm just saying, it's upsetting. I, I don't want it to fail. Even, yeah. I know I, I can acknowledge that it will, but I don't want it to, have it to happen. I think it'll be interesting to watch. Kyle, what's your uh, closing thought? Well, in four days, 13 hours, and 52 minutes, <clears throat> Everton will kick off the first game, their first game of the Premier League season, uh, really kicks off this weekend. I'm so excited. They've made some good signings. We have a proper coach. We have uh, an organization that's backing the coach. And I know I'm not going to get ahead of myself because we are playing Tottenham. Who's a, they're a fantastic team uh, with another great coach and a lot of talented players. But I am hopeful for a successful season, get the Toffees back in Europe, and, you know, we're the team with the most top flight games in the history of England, and we need to show why we deserve to be there. So uh, up to Toffees and hope everything goes well this season. Yes. And Pat, what do you got for us? Uh, I'll just say – to everyone, let's keep our gender reveal parties the way the, the good Lord intended. And uh, just, just text Burn people. down half of California. Just text your loved ones, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no or one like cares a, that much. I hate to tell you. Or like hit a golf ball. Yeah. Or pop a balloon full of fucking powder. Very easy. Highly lame effective. Is, lame as shit, but, but better highly than effective. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly with that sentiment, Pat. That's mm-hmm. very true. No, no one cares. Just be <laughs> <so careful. laughs> yeah, so last, last thing for me, uh, baseball front, season's fraudulent anyway. Uncle Stevie Cohen is coming, Mets fans. Mm-hmm. Just you have to be a little more patient, even though I know Kyle put up some good points. Lots of optimism. And, uh, yeah, let's go Islanders. Hope game two is tomorrow. Hopefully the Islanders can right the ship. And hopefully next time we're mm-hmm. talking to you guys about sports, the Islanders have advanced to the uh, cup final and potentially – or have been swept for weeks. Or have been swept. <laughs> yeah. Well, one can dream. So that'll do it for this episode of In Conclusion, We Digress. As always, thank you guys at home for listening. Uh, follow and like us if you guys like what you hear. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. You guys know the drill. We're you know, 22 plus episodes in now to, to this. So, And until next time, we will catch you guys on the next one. Sponsor Mike's only fans. This week we sit down with Odell at an IHOP and get him a Boston pancake. Oh, uh, I was gonna say Mike hangs out with the Phoenix Suns, but <laughs> <laughs> peace out, y'all. See ya.